Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So hello there guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. I hope you guys are doing well and staying safe as always. Welcome along to the 2023 F1 predictions episode at DNF1. We had a lot of fun doing this last year for the 2022 version. Hopefully this one will be a little bit more refined and a little bit more straightforward. And of course, we've got the added little spice of a bit of competition bit of healthy competition as well amongst the DNF1 panel and a special guest. First of all, welcome on the show as always, Lee Wannington and Courtney Pine. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Are we okay? Lee, let's start with you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting our predictions out and seeing how we have used of how the season's going to go. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you'll agree that last year's one was a little bit lopsided in my favour, hence why... I've decided to refine this a little bit and make this a little bit more fair in terms of competition. And well, I took it to yeah. you last year. You, yeah, you had you to did. cheat at the end to, <laughs> to win. Look, I told you already. I consulted with Michael Massey. He said it was fine. Therefore, I win. There you go. Secure it's good the to duck. see you got over it as well, Lee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we'll give you that impression. <laughs> well, we don't want to draw too many parallels because we might get in trouble for that. Um, Courtney, how are you doing, mate? You're good. Yeah, I'm doing well. No, no complaints. Um, I'm just, uh, I've just been looking through the list once over because I do not want to be losing this. I'm, I'm fully focused. I'm in the game. So I'm looking forward to cracking on with it. Good, good. Glad to hear it. And we're also joined by a special guest who put a few interesting comments on our predictions episode or the review that we did last season. And we've decided to call him out on his kind offer to come on the show and be a part of this predictions episode. We've got Luke here from the 1892 Reds podcast or Reds TV, I should say, sporting the Red Bull jersey from last season. So no prizes for guessing who he is going to be supporting this season. Luke, thanks for coming on the show again. How are you doing? I'm all good. Thanks for letting me come on, Adam, Lee, Courtney. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, what interesting comments have I not put on the channel, obviously over the last however long you've been doing the show. But um 
I'm actually looking forward to this. Um, obviously, Lee called me out on my comment and turned around and said that, you know, if we want to do a, a prediction show and obviously a bit of a forfeit, then, you know, come on and join us. And um, yeah, that's what I'm here for, to hopefully back my predictions and wear the champion shirt at the end of the season like I'm doing now. So uh, let's see, obviously, uh, hopefully, it, hopefully I'm not the one that's going to be getting the least amount of points to, or towards the end of the season. Well, I know for one thing that everyone on the DNF1 panel, myself included, will be hoping that the champion shirt will not be a Red Bull one um, <laughs> for different reasons. But of course, Red Bull fans, you're more than welcome to enjoy it this year. And if it goes your way again, then fair play. As it happens, though, what's going to be quite interesting about this episode is we've got a bit of a forfeit this year. And before I get into that, I just want to uh, express our gratitudes to all of you that have chosen to subscribe to the YouTube channel and, of course, pushing us along nicely, getting closer to a 1,000 subs. So thank you so much for that. Thank you very much to those of you that gave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We got a few in from Spotify. Unfortunately, we don't know who gave that to us. So if you are listening, thank you very, very much. Of course, if you do want a shout-out, get in touch with us on our socials and we'll give you a shout-out on the next episode. Just remember, guys, of course, we do give shout-outs for five-star reviews. However, if you do it on Spotify, you do need to let us know because Spotify don't tell us, unfortunately. Apple, iTunes, podcasts, they do, but unfortunately, Spotify don't. So do get in touch if you want a shout-out on the next episode. Coming back to the forfeit now that we've plugged all of that... This one's going to be interesting. So we've got 10 listed categories for predictions, which I've asked the panel and Luke to give me their answers to. Each one is going to be worth one point with the exception of the final one, the bold prediction, which is going to be worth five points. So to clarify, the maximum score is going to be 14, assuming that we get all of them right. And if one of us does happen to get all of them right, then quite frankly, we're in the wrong business. We should take up gambling for a living. Or I would never endorse that. So, of course, please do gamble responsibly if you are partaking in that. So it will be quite interesting. We have got the added spice of a little forfeit. Now, we were coming up with some ideas to make this a little bit interesting. And we would love for you guys to follow us along with our journey for this year. And I've already agreed this with the panel. So I'm going to spell out the forfeit and uh, we'll get our reactions to that straight away uh, following that. And basically... Whichever one of us comes last in the prediction, so obviously gets less points than everybody else, they will have to stand in, I say, around Oxford Street in central London for about half an hour wearing a rival team's colours, holding up a sign saying, I lost a bet and I have to acknowledge so forth and so forth. So just spell it out for Luke, being a Red Bull fan, he will have to wear a Mercedes top with a sign saying, I lost a bet and therefore must acknowledge that Lewis Hamilton is better than Max Verstappen. For Courtney and Lee, it will be the opposite, wearing a red ball top, acknowledging that Max is better than Lewis. For me, however, of course, I don't really have a stake in this fight. Mine will be a bit different, something close to me. I'll be wearing a Mercedes shirt with a sign saying, I must acknowledge that Sir Lewis Hamilton is better than Michael Schumacher. And that that's one. the one I want. I have to beat you. We have I mean, that's the one that I've wanted it for years. <laughs> well, hopefully I will defend Michael's legacy and try to make sure my predictions are solid enough where I don't come last. So that is what is at stake. Just one like Mick's doing. Exactly. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. You uh, had to shut that in, didn't you, Luke? Yeah, <laughs> going to have to. Too soon, too soon. But of course, yeah. So one of us is going to have to swallow some hard pills if you like, and uh, take that medicine. But of course, we'll find out at the end of the season. I believe that's probably going to be around 
uh, the last weekend at Christmas, I think we all agreed, where it's quite busy. So that should be quite interesting. So, uh, yeah, do keep an eye on the season and uh, we'll have to find out towards the end of the season which one of us has to do that forfeit. So getting into this episode, of course, guys, we've got the first category. Now, of course, play along at home if you want and let us know in the comments what you're going with. First one is going to be, what will be the biggest surprise in 2023? Luke, seeing as you are our guest, I'm going to come to you first. Oh, biggest surprise in 2023. Uh, I don't want to go easy. I mean, I think it's... I want to try and sort of be a bit braver with some of my predictions. Be as brave as you like. It makes it yeah. easy for us with a forfeit. I looked at it. <laughs> and to be fair, I was thinking along the lines of sort of McLaren sort of maybe getting a win as a surprise. Um, but I didn't really sort of want to go along those lines because I wanted it in a sort of different sort of category. But my surprise of the season would be, and it's to, it's towards Red Bull, and I think it would be Perez to lose his seat at the end of the season. Ooh. That's a good one. I think with the inclusion of Ricardo in the team, there may be a possibility that next year Ricardo takes the space with Verstappen. So that's why I believe that there could be the surprise where Perez will be out of his seat at the end of the season. That's an interesting one. Although we do have to be mindful of the fact that that may not be announced until, you know, during the winter break. So I think we might need to put a pin in that one, see how things go. But uh, yeah, a bold one nonetheless. So just to clarify, your first one is Perez to lose his seat at the end of the season. That's right. Okay. Courtney, let's move on to you. What have you got for your biggest surprise of 2023? I'm going to say Aston Martin. There's been a lot going on behind the scenes there. Fernando Alonso's abrupt move from Alpine to the team. I feel we know something that we don't. The way that we reacted to Lewis moving to Mercedes, Aston Martin are the team to keep an eye on this season. And what will be the surprise for them? Will that be a good surprise? It would be a good surprise. I really expect them to go to the next level this year. Okay. I think for that particular prediction, some of these, we may have to review these later on in the season and judge whether or not we should award a point for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll have to come back okay, to that. What one. I'm going to say, without mm. giving too many spoilers... It ties in with one of my other predictions Ooh, that spoilers. will make sense. Courtney knows something that we don't. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, what about you? What's your biggest surprise for 2023? Actually, the surprise is I agree with Courtney. <laughs> that's a surprise. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's, my, that's my surprise. <laughs> so in other words, I think Luke and I are going to have to try and agree whether or not that one comes through or not. I, I, I think someone doesn't want to do the forfeit. Honestly, I'm going to make that safe. <laughs> I, no, I was going to say Aston Martin um, before Courtney said it. Um, but for, for the similar lines, that I do think there's something going on um, that made Orlando, Orlando, who's Orlando, <laughs> Fernando, <laughs> um, look at jumping ship apart from his dissatisfaction with Alpine. Um, so, yeah, I do think that there is going to be a surprise there. And in the Spanish media, there is a lot of excitement regarding what Fernando can achieve. Um, in that new car. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a surprise to see what they bring this season. Yeah, it will be interesting. Um, 
I mean, based on Fernando's track record, when he tends to jump ship, it doesn't necessarily work out in his favour. I mean, if it was Sir Lewis Hamilton jumping ship to Aston Martin, I'd be like, hold on, got to keep an eye on them next season because something's cooking over there. But uh, Well, he's got a 100% record, hasn't he? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, but Fernando yeah. has to break that duck at some time, doesn't he? Like, he's he made so, so many bad decisions. You'd think so, he yeah. He has to, so it's, it's all a part of uh, El Plan. <laughs> yeah. no, you'd think so at some point um i mean you can't even class him as being the person that leaves and then success finds the team that used to be there i mean the two tend to get better but it's not like you know we left ferrari ferrari started winning world championships or anything silly like that or mclaren you know for well example. he left mclaren the first time and they won a championship yeah but you know even if he'd have stayed you know straight away it was what it was, wasn't it? I, I think yeah. if I think we can all agree that if Fernando and Lewis were still together at McLaren, Massa would have been the 2008 oh, yeah. world champion yeah. rather than Lewis. I think we can all <laughs> yeah. agree. I mean, anyone that doesn't agree with me, just look what happened the year before. And Kimi nicked that one as well. So, you know, make of that what you will. Okay, so my prediction for the biggest surprise 2023, I think, similar along the lines of what you've both done with, with Aston Martin, but I'm going to stick my neck out with Alpine, saying that they're going to comfortably finish in P4 in the Constructors, and they will score at least one podium in wow, 2023. Good one. Yeah. So I wanted to go a little bit more bold than that because Alpine finished fourth last year and they were pretty good. So I don't want to just say, oh, they'll do it again because it's not really a surprise, is it? I think that's almost an expectation. But I want to add a podium. So if they don't get a podium, doesn't count if they finish P4. All right. So just getting that out there. Next one. Who or what will be the biggest letdown in 2023? Lee, you got this one right last season. Yeah. With your prediction. What are you thinking for this one? I mean, I w- am torn between two teams. I'm assuming it's a letdown as a team. Um, I did get it right. My letdown, I think it's going to be Williams, unfortunately to say. Uh, I do think Alpha Terry will get their act together this year. And it'll be Williams uh, going to be the letdown um, this year. Although it's based on previous form obviously that is um consistent over the last couple of years um but yeah unfortunately to say i don't see them coming off the bottom i mean what would we quantify as a letdown for williams based on their form last year because they've got to almost do even worse than they did last year just gone haven't they yeah okay i i can i can if you come back to me, I think I'll think of another one. That I mean, you can still bottom. have that. I, I just think like if if that's going to be a letdown compared to where yeah, they were, like what do you quantify as that being even more disappointing? Because I mean, Gotifi, he's, he's not going to be there this year. So, okay, uh, um, I'll quantify that. I don't think Logan Sargent is going to deliver much better results than Gotifi. Fair enough. I'll take that one. And uh, Corny, what about you? Who or what's going to be the biggest letdown in 2023? I'm looking at you, Luke, when I say this. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Sergio Perez. Okay. Because he's done a solid team for, uh, he's done a solid job for the team, obviously contributed to their 2021 uh, Drivers' Championship that was gifted to Max. But I do feel that we saw a breakdown in a relationship quite dramatically at the end of the season. And I think where things are going to be tighter, I expect things to be tighter at the front that pressure is going to build on the team. And I've, I just feel that Sergio Perez isn't going to be as compliant with Max being the number one driver. I don't think it's going to work out for Sergio. I just think things are going to become rocky between the drivers and he's going to suffer as a consequence of it. That's a pretty good one. I like that one. Luke, let's come to you next. I'm actually going to go to the sister team of Red Bull and Alpha Tauri. 
Um, I think Yuki Sonoda is going to be the biggest letdown. I think it's one of those where they've lost a big asset in Pierre Gasly. Um, and now, all right, Nick DeVries is a very good replacement. Obviously, he's won the Formula E World Championship. He's done well at Monza. Was it he come ninth, I think, in the, the race that he had to race in Monza last year? Um, you know, so he comes with a lot of vast experience. And this is, for me, the season where Yuki Sonoda really needs to step up. It's his third season. He could potentially as well lose his seat in the sport. So, in my opinion, the biggest letdown will be Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, I I don't want to agree with that, but I, I can see the logic in it. I am going to go with just Alpha Tauri, and similar to what I asked Lee, I'll expand on this a little bit. I don't think they're going to finish above P9 in the constructors. I think as a baseline, I think for that one to count, they have to finish P9 or lower in the constructors' championship. And, and as you said, Luke, I, I think Yuki Sonoda, it's going to be a tough year for him, he has to deliver. I'm not sure he's going to be capable. Nick DeVries, again, technically a rookie, although, you know, a bit more experienced than your average rookie. But I think the car's not going to be that great either. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's talking about progressing forward. Even Haas is talking about progressing forward. I'm not sure AlphaTauri are going to be able to do that. I think they're going to try and change their car to be a bit more like Red Bull. But I just think they're going to struggle because a lot of the teams already are doing that and they were doing that before them. So I think they're going to struggle again this year. And with two drivers that are fairly inexperienced compared to some of the others, I think they will struggle. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on to the next category. Surprise race winner in 2023. Now, simply put, the rules of this one are fairly simple. It can be anybody that isn't in one of the top three cars, i.e. Mercedes, Ferrari or Red Bull. I think that's probably what would count as a surprise winner in 2023, especially last season where we only got one driver outside those three that was on a podium in Lando Norris. So I'm going to kick us off with this one. Pierre Gasly. I will pick for my surprise winner. As I said, I think it goes in in tandem with what I said about Alpine. Gasly's already a proven race winner. I mean, so is Ocon. But uh, I've got a funny feeling this is going to be a breakthrough year for Gasly. Now that he's got a very good car underneath him, I think he's going to show his quality. And I think we may get a crazy race this year. And I think like we saw in Monza in 2020, I think he's going to deliver on that. Lee, who is your surprise race winner for 2023? Fernando Alonso. I had a feeling you might go with that one. <laughs> Courtney, should I even ask you or? No, mine, mine is Lando Norris. Oh, okay. Huh. Nice. I, I like I, it. For the reason being is this McLaren concept, I don't know if they're going to follow on with it, but it, it was, it had a peaky performance. It was either, it was either high or low. And I, I just feel that it's inevitable that Lando will win a race. I feel we're going to go to an exceptional race. You know, a race that usually brings out, 
dramatic things like Azerbaijan, for example, that Lando's going to capitalise and get his first race win this season. I like that. I'll be honest. I mean, I thought you were going to go Fernando Alonso like Lee, but uh, so no, I'm, 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 gl- <laughs> I'm glad you're repping Lando on this one. And of course, remember, it was only 2021 in Sochi that Lando was so close to winning his first race before the weather changed and ultimately got caught out by the conditions. And uh, yeah, hopefully next time he will be making the right choice at the right time and get that W. But it uh, would be a great one to come through, Corny. I will not be disappointed if you get a point for that one. Luke, who's your surprise winner in 2023? Well, you said the top three teams. I was going to go for a surprise winner. Ferrari get uh, an actual strategy right because that would be surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I did send everybody a list on this one. So it's definitely race winner. So I'm going to have to push you for one if you have to come up with one at the top um, of your head right now. No, uh, I, I'm with Courtney. I think Lando Norris, I think this year definitely will win a race. Fair enough. Good shouts all around. Remember, guys, let us know in the comment section what some of your predictions are for this one. And uh, be fun to see at the end of the season, some of you come back and obviously how you do compared to us on the scoreboard. Next category, the 2023 Drivers World Champion will be. Luke, should I even ask where you're going with this one or should I just predict your prediction? Lewis Hamilton. Um, <laughs> oh, you said it. He yeah, said it. There you go, that's it. We're taking no, that I one. I didn't actually, I didn't get the sir in there. Um, no, um, as much as he's a, a, an unbelievable driver, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, but uh, no, Max Verstappen makes it a triple world champion for me. Yeah, it pains me to say it because I kind of want this to go towards Ferrari, one of their two, but I'm going to go with Max as well. I think the way he dominated last season and how good that Red Bull was last year, it's going to take some doing for someone and some team to dismantle that top order I think it could be another year for them so yeah I'm going to go with Max Verstappen Courtney what about you yeah I'm going with Max as well oh Lee are we going for a quartet no full Max we're all in that must be painful for you two to say (laughs) no I the the, the thing the thing is look with with the whole Max Verstappen thing I don't like Christian Orn I have a problem with some of his fan base but I do have the utmost respect for Max Verstappen as a driver so that's why Adam, you said it perfectly yourself. He took it to a new level last year, and I just feel he's going to take a mighty mess up from Red Bull this year to stop Max in his tracks. I mean, it's the competition, isn't it? Because, I mean, we can argue that Ferrari might be best placed with the car capabilities to do that, and perhaps with Charles Leclerc, arguably, that is the best combination available, but you just can't trust Ferrari. And even if they have a great car underneath them, they probably might throw it away again in the same way they did last season. Maybe not as much, but certainly enough for Red Bull and Max Verstappen to take advantage. And with Mercedes, yes, Sir Lewis Hamilton obviously was driving really well towards the end of last season. Mercedes will definitely improve, but will they improve enough to give Red Bull a fight like they did in 2021? I'm not so sure. I think it might take a bit longer. Hope I'm wrong, but that's where my head's going with that one. Um, Lee, I'm... I'm, I'm guessing you're probably thinking the same thing as the rest of us on that one. Oh yeah, I, I do think the the step up that Max delivered last year, um, the league of one, it wasn't just the car making that differential. Um, you just have to look at the difference between him and Sergio, and and even if Red Bull struggled this year due to the penalty for bre- um, breaching the cost cap, they're going to still start the season with a very good car, and we all know based on previous seasons, if you start well, even if you lose it, you can still win the championship. You just have to look back at Bourne in 09, for example, win seven races and they still won the championship. So 
they may lose an advantage over the season, but Max is still going to drive brilliantly off the car, regardless if it's a the best car over the season or not. Yeah, fair point. Next category, the 2023 Constructors World Champions will be Courtney. Who do you think? This must sound a bit bold, but I'm going to say Mercedes. Oh, I was hoping you'd say Ferrari, but... Uh... No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Mercedes because I, I do think it's going to be a close championship. And I just feel that with the driver combination that they have, I feel they're going to be racking up the most points. As I said, I expect things to go um, a little bit rocky for Sergio Perez. Ferrari will be Ferrari, and I, I just think we, we saw we saw it last season with their two drivers. If the Mercedes was anywhere near good enough, the lads in that team get the results for them. So I feel they'll they'll accumulate enough points between them to make a real um, make a real impact in this tight championship battle that we all expect to see. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And of course, you know, I think a lot of people would agree, myself included, that Mercedes do have the best driver pairing of anyone on the grid. I mean, it's quite close, but I think we can trust Lewis and we can certainly trust George Russell after what he did last season, that if that car is in relative competitive shape compared to the Red Bulls and the Ferraris next season, you can definitely bank on those two picking up the points. Lee, what are you going for Constructors Champions once again, I agree with Courtney. Hey, you two <laughs> been colluding together? Is this your no, strategy? We, we, we compared answers beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's for the same reason that I, I do believe that Sergio Jury is going to struggle in a, in a closer championship between the three teams. Um, and I, I, Ferrari's change with their team principal, it's going to take more than a, the first season for it to bear any fruit. Um, so I'm... I do believe that Mercedes will be closer and there'll be the pain in Sergio's neck, um, proverbial neck, obviously, um, and do enough to clinch the constructors. Fair enough. Luke, where are you going for next season? I was actually leaning towards Ferrari. Um, and the only reason why I just feel that they might they might finish a few more races within higher scoring areas where they missed out on last season. Um, but to see Max last season scored 454 points, he scored 100 points less than Ferrari last season on his own. Even though Perez, even though Perez might have a bad, obviously it kind of like contradicts when I said like Perez will lose his seat. I just think with Max scoring those amount of points and if he does it again this season, I think it's just difficult for any of the other teams to really, Perez in my opinion will score at least 200 points next year. So I'm actually going to go with Red Bull but I think it'll be a lot closer this year in the constructors compared to last year. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I I think it's going to be Red Bull again this year. I would think it will be closer. I think Ferrari will be a bit closer. I think Mercedes will certainly be closer. But I do feel that with Max, I think he's going to score so many points that perhaps not as many as last season, but it does make the job a little bit easier for Sergio Perez. And and whilst I think that Sergio Perez, if I was to pick a position in the championship, I would say probably fifth or fourth in the, in the driver's championship this season. I just feel that with Max, you've got, you've got that element there where the number two can only, only needs to do so much. I mean, I think if I'm right, I might be wrong in this, that Max could have had Lando Norris's points as a teammate and still won the constructors championship. Um, I, I might not be right, but it's something along those lines. It was how close it was. So yeah, I'm going to go Red Bull as well, as much as it pains me to say it, but uh, yeah, let's, um, let's move on. That's an interesting one. Cause I think that one could be, you could argue a case for all three teams mm. in that regard. A lot of it is probably hope and, and, you know, depends on what they can do. 
And uh, we'll have to wait and see. That could be quite an interesting one. All three of them definitely have a fair claim to being Constructors' Champions next season, depending on what they deliver. Next category, moving on quite quickly here, Rookie of the Year. Now, just to clarify, we have a few rookies in the field. For the benefit of uh, any arguments, I am including Nick DeVries in this argument. I know he's already driven in a Formula 1 race, but I think it's not been a proper rookie season. So we're going to include him in this. We've also got Oscar Piastri. We also have Logan Sargent as well. Nico Hulkenberg is not included in this list because he's already had uh, two or three F1 careers already. So we can't really count him in this one. But out of those three drivers, guys, who are we picking? I'm going to go first, Oscar Piastri. And uh, I'd be surprised if anyone goes differently. But uh, Luke? I, I think based on what I said about Yuki Sonoda, I'm going to go with Nick DeVries. I should clarify, the definition of rookie in the year, same way as it is in F1, is the rookie that scores the most points. So if, uh, oh, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> sorry, I should mention that. Because this is how F1 do it. Whoever scores the most points is rookie oh, of the year. Right, That's okay. why I went well, with Piastri. In that case, I will go safe in Oscar Piastri. But I do think the DeVries will have a good season. Well, I'll tell you what, if Nick DeVries scores more points, and this applies to Luke, so Courtney Lee, I'm not letting you have this one mm-hmm. either. If Nick DeVries does outscore Oscar Piastri, you can have two points for that one. That's a good one, yeah. But Courtney yeah, Lee, you yeah, don't get I'm that. Because I know where yeah. you two were thinking. <laughs> yeah. They were no, thinking I... Logan Sargent, they want three. <laughs> 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 uh, that, that, that'd be a miracle. I reckon that should be an automatic win. Well, to, it won't be for Lee because Williams were his biggest letdown, so yeah. uh, can't have that one. I'm going to say Oscar Piastri as well. I, I think that we've seen how well he's done in the junior categories. And I think he's also coming into F1 with a point to prove, given that he got a lot of bad press for the way that he um, left Alpine and went to McLaren. So I think he's going to come into the sport with fire in his belly. He's got a solid teammate in Lando Norris as well, who will, you know, help him settle in. And I, I just I just feel he's going to hit the ground running and I just think he's going to do a good job for the team. So I'm going with Oscar Piastri 100%. What about you, Lee? No, I was going with Oscar for the, the reason that it would be the most point scorer. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, let's move on to the next category. Will a driver be dropped mid-season? Now, this is a simple yes or no. You don't have to give me a name on this one. I'm going no. A driver won't be dropped mid-season. Lee? No. Courtney? No. Luke? <laughs> Courtney was nodding and went no. <laughs> <laughs> that was good uh, audio commentary for the benefit of those listening to this pod rather than watching thanks, it. Yes. Thanks for that, Luke. Thanks for dropping on this. So Courtney, Courtney's not sure, basically. <laughs> uh, no, I was sure that it was no. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to chuck in an extra one, if I may. And it's, a very, it's another yes or no, just to make it a nice, even 15 yep. points. Will Daniel Ricciardo drive in an F1 race in 2023? Yes or no? Luke, go on, you can go first. Does, does COVID rules still apply? Uh, well, it would have been in China if we went there, I think. Although they did remove that, try to get a race on. But... Um, I guess the rules probably would apply if the driver's not well enough. Depends. We've never had a driver negotiate driving a race when they've had COVID or not, have we? I'll throw a caveat into this, Luke. I'm going to help you out. Imagine if Mercedes and Red Bull are close and Max Verstappen and Lewis have a few tangles. Uh, God forbid, let me add this, God forbid before we have the, the pits forks and the uh, the torches after me. 
if it gets juicy between Max and Lewis, there could be, you know, possible injury. So let's not rule it out. As much as I don't want it to happen, if it's going to happen to a team, it could well be Red Bull if he's close next season. Yeah. I'm just throwing that caveat into it. For the listeners. I'm trying to throw you off, Luke. I'm trying to throw you off. (laughs) For the the (laughs) listeners, if you uh, have any wood on you right now, whether that's a plank or a floor, please touch it because we don't want nothing to happen to either of them. So, uh, yeah, touch wood. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Currently touching his head. So, Luke, what are you going? Yes or no? No. No. Courtney, after that lengthy explanation yep. of a caveat there. No, yeah. but I, I'll help you out, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Mercedes, you know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying no. I uh, to try a bit of gazemanship there, Luke. You didn't fall for it, but I'm going to say no. Lee? Actually, yeah, I'm going to help no. you out on this one, shall I? No, <laughs> no I'm good. Thank you. Ed. I'm going to say no. No. No one wants to help me out. No, okay. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think he will. Personally, I'd love to see Adam's it. But I'd... to go with Plan E. Okay. <laughs> Five points for me. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So extra category. Daniel Ricciardo. None of us are expecting him to drive in 2023. So, no. uh, and that's a race. That's not a practice session no. like the young drivers test, like Fernando Alonso did at the ripe old age of 41. So uh, no, th- those don't count. And now we've said that they now one of the Red Bull drivers going to get COVID and they're going to race in this. Like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. None <laughs> of us will get points for it. So, uh, Courtney, Adam, can we add, Adam? Can we add a category for you? How many plans are Ferrari going to go through this year? We we ain't got enough alphabet for that one. Trust me. <laughs> Courtney was trying to get half a point by nodding his head while saying no. So, uh, yeah. no, he won't get that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, okay, so an interesting one that we move on to now, flop of the year. Easy. Oh. Go on then, Courtney's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's predictable, but I'm going with Sonoda. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I went with that too. Yeah, it's, it's just, look, uh, we don't have high hopes for Alpha Tauri, but I completely agree with what Luke was saying about Nick DeVries. I think Nick DeVries is going to come and do a good job for the team and it's just going to make Sonoda look worse. I've said it before, it's the third season now. Even though he did a better job last season, He's going to sort of lose that cushion. You have to be a young driver now. He's in his third season. And like, unless Alpha Tauri come up with something special, I just think he's going to struggle with the car that he has and there's going to be quite a few mistakes. So I'm going to go with Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah. I mean, I love Yuki Tsunoda, but I have to agree with you. I think this is going to be a tough year for him and uh, we'll have to wait and see. So I'm going to agree with you and go with Tsunoda being the flop of the year. Lee, who's your flop of the year? You were actually yeah, I, on the money with this one, if I remember rightly, last year. Yeah, Ricardo. I was. Um, but uh, I, I, we, for me, it's Yuki as well. Um, that he's going to flop and that. That's I'm, what I'm expecting from him. <laughs> so, Luke, and if you say Sir Lewis Hamilton, I'm not inviting you on this pod again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, do you know what? I'm not that harsh. Um, see, I, I went with Sonoda with like to be obviously struggling this year, but I'm not actually going to go with him for this category. There was two drivers that I was, I'm leaning towards, but I'm trying to think of which one. I thought Lance Stroll, 
Um, I think if Aston Martin are going to have a very good year, he needs to be able to stay near Alonso um, to help the team go forward. And in my opinion, the reason why Stra- uh, I, I believe he's got the, the safest seat in the sport, um, obviously we all know why. Um, but the other one I was thinking of might sound slightly harsh is Guan Yu Zhou. Oh, that's so harsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel that... <clears throat> I just want to see more of him this year. I just want to see a bit more from last year. He had a, a decent rookie season. He's got a very good experienced teammate alongside Valtteri Bottas. Um, I mean, hopefully Guan Yu Zhou eats a lot of porridge like Bottas does. Mm. Might give him a bit more power. But um, I'm actually going to be a bit more controversial with this one, I think. I'm actually going to go with uh, Guan Yu Zhou. I think Stroll will be a bit more easier, I think. So I'm going to go with Joe. So what you Friday. really want, Luke, is him to get in on Valtteri's uh, naked photo so you can get to see more of him. All day long. We have to be careful when we start <laughs> well, to that. Well, thanks for that, Luke. That's a Chinese audience lost. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the mental image right there. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, actually, that you talk about Lance Stroll as well, wouldn't you? Because, I mean, if you're Fernando Alonso, you're probably wanting to stay as far away from him as possible if Cota's anything to go by last year. And that will certainly be a battle to keep an eye on. Speaking of the Aston Martin pairing, this brings us to our next category. And this isn't fair on Lance Stroll, but I will explain in a minute. There's a caveat to this. How many points will Fernando Alonso outscore Lance Stroll by? Now, of course, if you think Lance Stroll is going to outscore Fernando Alonso, that can be your answer, really. The rule is simple for this one. Whoever is closest to the actual amount, whether it's over or under, will get the point in this one so Luke what do you reckon how many points will Alonso outscore Stroll by or will Stroll outscore Fernando Alonso 27 27 oddly specific uh, specific there isn't it 27 points I I just think that if uh, if Aston Martin are going to score points I think it will be you would say no higher than 6th 7th every race and what's that sort of 4 or 5 points at a time I don't think they're going to be in the points every single race. That's why I feel that it might be a bit slightly closer, but I'm going to go with 27. Yeah. Interesting how you got to that. I went with 30, not to sort of like just, oh, have you gone for that as well? (laughs) He's going 28. Courtney's going 29. (laughs) (laughs) What should be 25? There'll be a half point race, wouldn't there as well? It'll be like 26.5. Oh yeah. That's what, that'll be the kicker, wouldn't it? And uh, Stroll beats Fernando Alonso. And then it's like, oh, well, none of us win, but uh, Courtney, what are you going with? I've gone 30. Luke's gone 27. I was going to say 30. So I'm going to go up and say 31. Why not? You're bastard. (laughs) That's on record now. Lee, what about you? Oh, I've got the easy one, so I'm going to go 32. <laughs> <laughs> Anything above 32, we're, we're screwed. Lee's, Lee's doing all the tricks to get out of this forfeit. Oh, oh my God. Every, yeah. every trick in the book we're he, seeing for you today. He really doesn't want to do the forfeit. <laughs> uh, I mean, but the start of this episode, listeners might have wanted me to do the forfeit, but as we've gone on, I think they've ingre- increasingly grown to loathe Lee on this one. Or maybe they haven't. Maybe their praise is... I know, it's probably not nice. No, I'm sorry, dude. Um, Okay, well, we'll move to... I believe this is the final category. And this is the most fun one. This is the one that could make the difference because this one is worth five points at the end of the season. And I think it's fair that for some of them, we may all have to judge some of these predictions as whether they're worthy of the five points. But let's see how we go. Bold prediction time. Luke, seeing as you are our guest on this one... What is your bold prediction for 2023? 
I want to say Latifi. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, that would be bold. Yeah. See, I, d- I don't think it'll be throughout the whole season, but I think it'll be for the majority of the season. Hopefully, for the, for the sake of the sport, hopefully, a three-way battle for the championship. Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. Obviously, in my opinion, Verstappen, Lewis, and Charles Leclerc, I think... As I said, I don't think it'll be throughout the whole season. I do think there's going to be an element where all three drivers are going to be relatively close. And I think all three teams are going to win a race this season minimum. So that's my bold prediction. I think it'll be a three-way battle for the majority, well, throughout the season for the Drivers' Championship. How far do you reckon this championship fight will go? After race one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, how many races is it? Is that 23? 24 or 23. Yeah. Um, I think usually when you get to around Suzuka time, I think that's when you sort of yeah, it as I mean, a proper championship battle. I mean, that's when, I mean, Max won it in Suzuka last year, didn't he? And there was, was there four or five races left over? Um, but yeah, well, I agree with you. I've always looked at Suzuka as the championship either being won or lost at them yeah. sort of times. Um, I would say, yeah, I'm actually going to go with that. Adam, I think when it gets to about Suzuka, I think we'll know potentially who's going to win the world championship. I think a good venue where we kind of know where the championship is kind of won or lost or where there's a battle is around Mexico. So should we we say, for argument's sake, if Verstappen, Hamilton and Leclerc, whoever's first to last, are all within about 30 points of each other after the Mexican Grand Prix, will that be fair to count as a bold prediction for you, Luke? Yeah, I mean, how many races are there after Mexico? Is it like two or three, isn't there? Three. Yeah. Right, because you've got, you've got Las Vegas this year, haven't you? Mm. Vegas is... And that'll be yeah, in Vegas between is, as well. So mm. we've got three after. I think I think it's Brazil, Vegas, then Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Mexico. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm happy with that. So all three of them have to be within 30 points of each other after the Mexican Grand Prix for that to count. Is that... You happy with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, and, and guys, the reason why I'm asking because I think it's important for the sake of these predictions to quantify what what counts mm-hmm. for it to be. I mean, it's worth five points. You can't just say all three yeah. of them in the championship fight. I mean, you know. So uh, I know I'm trying to find loopholes here to get me out of doing the forfeit, but I think it's <laughs> fair we establish some ground rules here. <laughs> Lee, what's your bold prediction for 2023? Cars will go past the start line and go finish at the finish. <laughs> the Ferrari will be red next year. <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, no. I think there will be um, four different constructors that will win a race this year. That's good. Okay. I'll give you an extra point if you name all four of them. Well, this on um, offer. Williams, Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two points. <laughs> Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Aston Martin. Okay. Good. So if all four of those come in, you get six points, just to be clear, okay. yeah? Yeah. Courtney, how about you? Um, I want to be, Alfa Romeo will be relevant this year. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go, I'm going to go with, probably predictable given how I started. I'm going to say... Aston Martin to finish best of the rest and Alonso to finish seventh. Okay, interesting. And to be fair, I will give you six points if both of those come in. But of course, if neither of them come in, no points. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Deal just, or no deal. Just so we're deal. fair on that one with Lee. 
Because I don't want to be awarding extra points some people not giving you a chance to have one. I think I gave Luke an opportunity earlier to have an extra point if he got one no. right. So I'm sure, I'm sure I did. Luke. I'll watch this back. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, it was the Nick DeVry. Um, oh, there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my one last. Now, I just remind you guys, I got it right last year when I said Fernando Alonso will replace you Vettel. you judging it. Absolutely. <laughs> I still got it right, though. That was a great shout when I got that one. Alonso to replace Vettel at Aston Martin and Vettel to retire. So uh, good thing we weren't doing, well, weren't doing proper points last year, were we? But uh, this one that I've got, probably going to be controversial. And if I'm wrong, then I probably do deserve to do the forfeit if I come last for it. Lewis Hamilton didn't win a race in 2022. I'm going to predict he doesn't win a race in 2023 either. Oh, that's controversial. Oh. <laughs> if you're listening to this one, Courtney just made the biggest oh face after that you know, one. You know, I, 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 I just think you just you want the Lewis Hamilton fans to... Uh, can't that, that was brave. <laughs> as, as, as much as like, don't get me wrong, I'm a Red Bull fan, but oh, I think Mercedes will be up there this year. Watch him win the Bahrain Grand Prix. Any money he wins in Bahrain, I'm like, if he well, wins well, the Bahrain Grand Prix, I'll, I'll be writing I'm, out that sign for you straight away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you know? And do you know what the best thing is, lads? We already have that perfect picture of Adam looking sad in his Ferrari gear. So we can meme the F out of this. If Lewis wins the first race, <laughs> just slap that all over the social. If Lewis wins in Bahrain, I'm just going to upload a video of me looking at Mercedes tops online in my size and just like, might as well just buy it now. Start getting a discount on it while I can. But uh, no, I, I'm, I'm going to, I said I'm going bold. I went bold last year. I was right. So, I mean, I, I mean, Part of me hopes I'm not right, but if this is the difference between me doing the forfeit and not doing the forfeit at the end of it, then I hope I'm spot on. I'm sorry, Sir Lewis fans, but uh, yeah, I said I was going to go bold. So um... I've got one more, Adam, one more that I really can't forget. It was obviously I want to stick with the one I got, but the other one was how can we not mention the the two boys over at, um, the Haas team? Surely there's got to be an interview this year with uh, Magnussen and Hulkenberg this year. No, you're not repeating that because we'd like to keep this show clean. People know what we're talking about. Could we actually actually do uh, another question and say, uh, which driver parents are most likely to have a public bust up like... I just think like, you know, like the way. So the way we saw that between uh, Verstappen and Ocon, like who's who's the most likely to lap their teammate this year? Yeah, I, to be honest, as fun as that would be, I was tempted to put that in, but I just think that's going to be so subjective, isn't it? So. Uh, there's plenty of candidates in there, so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but I, I think that's pretty much all of the prediction categories done. So, of course, just to clarify, we had 11 in total, including the one with Ricardo that he added. So a maximum of 15 points are available. But, of course, there are bonus points for Lee, Courtney and Luke if certain stipulations are met. So I hope you guys will write those down and make sure that when we come to the end of season review much later in the year, we'll find out which one of us has to do the dreaded forfeit but guys i hope you enjoyed that one and are playing along at home we are going to be talking about the new cars very very soon at the point of recording Haas are the first team to unveil the livery on the new car and uh, i thought it looked pretty good i mean what would you guys reckon it looked quite nice that new livery it looks solid i saw a good uh good comment online it, it's probably bryson I'm a, I'm a bit of a bryson fan um who isn't I, <laughs> who isn't yeah true good point uh, about like 
we saw a lot of Carl sort of shading, uh, sort of scraping the colour off to uh, say wait. So we might see a lot of darker concepts this year. I want to see the return of the black Mercedes. Probably won't happen, but I think we're going to be seeing a lot of darker concepts this year. It's just going to be all carbon fibre, that Mercedes this year. They won't <laughs> <Yeah>. even bother. <laughs> this is how we get down to the minimum weight. But uh, yeah, of course, that also depends on whether or not they will stick with the 796 kilograms or if they up it, up it to 798, um, which means that I think Alfa Romeo, the only team that got the weight limit to start of the season, might have to uh, make the car a little bit heavier. So it might have to feed Joe a little bit more porridge, Luke, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see and get Valtteri to wear some clothes for once. So uh, see how that goes. Uh, Lee, what did you make of that new Husk car? It's a different livery for sure compared to previous um, a complete change in colour scheme. Um, but I really do like how it looks. Um but it, it, as Courtney said, if we're all going to get darker colours, it's going to be boring. <laughs> I know Ferrari won't be black because obviously that's not the Ferrari colours and the Red Bull won't be black because it's not the Red Bull colours. Mercedes have done it in the past, but if it's all dark greys and blacks and it's like, this is just a really boring grid if that's all we're going to get this season. So I really hope it's not a sign of things to come. It's just going to end up being the biggest loser F1 championship, isn't it? Pretty much we're all just going to be uh, trying to shed weight off Every five yeah. seconds, we'll just stick them on the scales to get extra point for who's lost the most weight this week. So, Do you reckon uh, we'll see the pink Alpine return? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, um, just trying to think back. Yeah, I mean, we might see some pink on it. I mean, and they still with? No, they're not with. Yeah, BWD, BWD still. They still there. Yeah. With yeah. Alpine. Yeah, yeah, we, well, we might see it. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but of course, guys, I think that's all we've got time for. So, hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did. Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, help us get to a thousand subs before the start of the season. And uh, if, of course, you enjoy us as a favorite podcasting platform, don't forget to give us a five star review. But let us know you've done it if you do on Spotify, because we'd love to give you a shout out as a way of saying thank you to you guys for your ongoing support. But until next time, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please stay safe, and we will see you in the next episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. And remember, as always, if you're not first, probably dnf1 take care see you soon goodbye sports social podcast network